Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to a very special episode of There's No Place Like Tara. <laughs> that makes it sound like it's an after-school special. It is a very special <laughs> after-school special about how to grow potatoes. Potatoes on Mars. Yes. So, we are... By the way, this is... I'm Nix. And I'm Grace. Um, <laughs> we got ahead of ourselves before we introduced ourselves. This is the first of what's going to be called our tangent casts. Yes. And these will happen sometimes because life gets in the way and we're trying to record an episode a week. Uh, but sometimes things happen and so we will record a short little tangent cast because we don't get a chance to watch a full episode of Stargate. And we still want to have something in the queue for you lovely people. Who... Also, sometimes there's really cool things that come out that we would like to speak on. Yes. Like today's like topic. The Martian. Yes. Um, so obviously, if you have not already seen The Martian or please, read oh, The Martian. Please, please. So many spoilers. Please. Um, don't even listen to this. It's okay. We'll see you next week. Go back. <laughs> go and watch The Martian. Yeah. And then come listen to this episode. Yeah. Because these are your spoiler warnings. I don't know how deep we're going to get, but yeah. we're just going to spoil shit. Yes. Absolutely. We don't, you don't want to be spoiled. We don't want to spoil you. <laughs> yes. So, The Martian. Um, you did not read this before we went I did and saw not. It. The Martian, a.k.a. Matt, Trump, Matt Damon Trump's Mars. <laughs> because that is what Matt Damon movies are. I can't take credit for that. That was uh, a Boyfriend Jesse line. Um, and so he says, Matt Damon Trump's World War II is Saving Private Ryan. Okay. Uh, Matt Damon Trump's the CIA is the porn movies. <laughs> okay. Matt Damon Trump's God is the Adjustment Bureau. That, you know, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> and so in this version, Matt Damon Trump's Mars. Yeah. And you, um, but you're going to read it in break. You're I read will. It I will be reading it for Christmas break. Because it's such an amazing, it's so good. Um, so I actually, my my brother, my brother and I read a lot of the same style of books. Gotcha. Um, I read a lot of science, we read a lot of like science fiction, fantasy. This is just like nectar of candy to us. Right. Like we are so, my whole family, but we're so in love with just NASA and space and landing stuff on other planets and all that juicy, juicy stuff. So this literally... Yeah, I will absolutely vouch for that. I <laughs> I would not be so into space as I am now, which isn't that much. But for someone who was not interested at all, yeah. I do owe it to Nixie, yeah. um, who I went to watch my first launch with. Uh, we stayed up for 24 hours and then it got scrubbed. And then <laughs> it got scrubbed. But still, it was still worth it. Yeah. Uh, we apologize for Kaylee Thor barking in the background, if you can hear that. Uh, she's a little excited over getting a treat or something. Well, she really likes Matt Damon. She really likes Matt Damon. Um, she also likes Mars. Uh, <laughs> and potatoes. She barks at it every night. <laughs> Not a huge potato person. Not a huge no. potato dog. Aww. Not a potato dog. Um, but anyway, Matt, my brother kept going, you need, you, need to, you need to read this, you need to read this, you need to read this. And finally, I got a break in my book schedule. I had read Ready Player One right before this. And Which I went is another great to... book if you haven't yes. had a chance to read that one. That one I've actually gone through. It's an easy read. You will get through it in a day. Yeah, it's... I don't no clue how they're going to make that into a movie. But I'm, I can't wait. They are. I can't wait. Um, so, I read this. I breezed right through it. I mean, this is... It was written by Andy Weir. He somehow makes, like... 
figuring out a pure mathematical problem for two pages. Fascinating. Yeah, he just sciences the shit out of writing. To quote it, <laughs> yes, he sciences the shit out of it, and it's so good. And yeah, if the movie is is taken enough, if it's uh, faithful to the book, then absolutely, that's amazing. It's. I mean, Mark Watney is the most charismatic character that I've yes. read in so long. He is. I feel like exactly what I would want to be on a if I was an astronaut. That sort sure, of. Sure. Yeah. And so I know other people were like, how can someone be that positive? Well, I'm like, he's no, an astronaut. I think, yeah. I think They're literally chosen because they're that cool. Because of their mental ability. Have yeah. you heard Mike Massimino talk? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are some of us, including myself, who would be like, no, we'd be dead. I would just be crying in a corner and be like, this is it. I'm done. I'm done. The end. Um, I would just drink all the drinks and eat all the food and then pass out and die. So we did see this in 3D, <laughs> which wasn't our first choice. We're not huge 3D people, but at the time of the episode, worked out the best. So yeah, you know, and, and that's the thing is we watched it in 3D. Uh, it just worked out to that was the... It the was beautiful. It was completely worth it. It was... Here's, here's what I think. Um... I think good 3D, good graphics, good animation, you should not notice that it's there. No. It's like makeup. However, the Martian vistas and the landscapes, I mean, this was Mars porn. Right. It was beautiful, this but was you weren't focused porn. on the fact that it was 3D, which is, I think, what made it, it good. It, I, it wasn't, but I was also sitting there a lot of times just seeing it in 3D mm-hmm. and just taking in the... Because they... I think successful 3D is when it goes backwards in space instead of outward towards you. It creates depth. And, you know, when he's driving around Mars, there's a couple scenes where he's just sitting on a cliff on Mars next to the rover and you're just like... Yeah. It's a gorgeous movie. It's a well-written movie. The characters are something else. Uh, Jessica Chastain's character. Tell me her name again. I lost Uh, it. Jessica Chastain is Marissa Lewis. So she's the commander. That's right. Commander Lewis. Um, She was probably my favorite. I you know, I kept trying to put myself in her shoes, uh, and I was that's like, tough. "Yeah, that's what I would do." Yeah, yeah, that's what you'd have to do if you're. And sometimes she would do things that, you know, they're just tough things to do. And and but she was a real people. Yeah, I don't know how else she's to a, put she's that. A real people. She did. Also, she made these tough decisions. You know, she decided, "Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go back." Um, but she would take. The, I I can't I can't figure out where to start. She was great. You she know who else great. I really liked in this? Who? who she didn't have a ton of lines, mm-hmm. but Kristen Wiig. Okay, I really like Kristen Wiig, and I'm so glad that she was in this movie. She is very important to this movie because she is our layman. Yeah. Because without She's her, relations. without her, I wouldn't know what was going on. And so we need someone that gets these things explained to you. She's great at it. Uh, I understand where she's coming from. She's not part of the science people. Yeah. She's not one of the people. She doesn't understand how it works. She's great at it. And the other thing that I loved, so we got a little bit more it was, I was hoping we get more as of in the film because it was kind of mentioned in other aspects were mentioned in the book and I was okay. hoping to get more from the film gotcha. because my most, my one of my most fascinating parts of this considering we work in media was how the media is is taking all this in and how the media's reacting. Yeah. In the book, they mentioned that on CNN, they had the Mark Watney hour every single night. Which absolutely they would. They totally would. I mean, would. we would have built special and, packages for this. And I would have watched every single hour yeah, of that. glued to the TV. This I was, would have been old school, like 1950s, yeah, 60s style yeah. television where you're just glued to the TV. And I was I was telling uh, bartender Nick that um, if, 
if this was actually happening and, I, and I'm watching this, I would be the person who is on the blogs looking at all of the photos that they release every single day and tracking him myself. And this would have been my entire life for Yeah, the, this would be on all, time. yeah. Yeah. I would be annoying to everyone. I would be the person that everyone comes to when they don't want to go pay attention to read the blogs. Right. Hey, Nix, what's up with Mark Walkney what's today? What's the latest? What's going on? Because yeah. uh, that that I wish they had gotten into a little bit more. Yeah. Um, gotten into how the news is covering it, how people are taking it in, even how it's being portrayed on social media. Yeah, that's You know what true. I mean? I yeah. can imagine that they would have a... How many... Twitter, you know, Twitter handles would be dedicated to Mark Watney. Right. That NASA would have an official Mark Watney Twitter handle and what would be on there. And, you know, do they have his commentary on it? it that whole side fascinated me. And I really wish they had gotten into that a little bit more. But then again, they there only was, have I mean, so was, many minutes in the movie. There, there was so much packed in there already. And, and the movie feels like it's jam-packed. And, and yeah. if you think about it, there's not that much that's happening. He's growing Mm-mm. potatoes on Mars and waiting. Exactly. And, and, but it, there's, so there's so much action-packed into it you know because we go from from mark watney then you go down to earth and, you, and there's different people that we look at here on earth and there's then we go to the, the guys in the other ship that left them which i forgot hermes. the name of in hermes yeah and so there's you know you've got essentially three four scenes because you've also got uh, jpl at some point right yeah uh, so you've got essentially four scenes and you're going back and forth with these the pacing is so amazing that after the movie, I was like, how long was that movie? Exactly. Was it like an hour and a half? Yeah. Two hours and 20 minutes. And you know what? And it did not feel a I thing like that. I could have sat there for another two hours right. watching this but film. But they, I mean, they absolutely made an amazing job. And while we're on the topic of JPL, yes. can I say that Donald Glover's character oh, okay. was so under... Okay. This is one of the two things I wanted to touch on. Okay. So, I love Community. Yes. I watched this, and you know, I knew the I, I knew the character. I had completely blanked that Donald Glover was playing this character. Oh wow! Completely in my head, because this is a movie where I was. I, did, I purposely did not look anything. Yeah, I was trying to. I, it's the same thing I'm doing with Star Wars. I'm not necessarily of going out of my way to avoid anything. Okay. I'm just not seeking anything. You know gotcha. what I mean? Yeah. I'm gonna watch the trailers. You know, if someone tells me something, okay, but I'm not going out and hunting for spoilers. I'm also not sticking my head in the ground with my right. ears, my fingers in my ears. Right. But I totally did not realize that Donald Glover was in this film. I didn't know that um, that he was playing Rich Parnell. And so you see him on screen and I'm like, trying not to go to Mars. <laughs> Which he is, is perfect, yeah. He is playing a Trine Ahmed combine character in this film. But look, he, he plays this... I don't know how else to word this, but to say that he plays his character very quietly. Yes. Um, I can absolutely relate to this kid. I remember being in my early 20s, which is what I assumed this character supposed to be. He could have played this comedy and he didn't. Right. And, and I remember being that age and I remember being so dedicated to my job. And I remember being the person that stays there, that works that late. Um, but to be this... I just, I like how smart he played it. He just yeah. played it so smart. This guy just knows his shit. It doesn't matter what his brain can do, because yeah. clearly his brain can do amazing things. This guy basically saves Mark Watney. Yeah. But the way he does it is just like, I've got to do this because it's my job, and I'm going to not eat or sleep until I figure out this problem. And then once I do, he's still a little a, a little uneasy, a little unsure of himself. Yeah. Something about that felt very real. And so the two things... And then we don't hear about him again. Well, on his screen when like 
I don't know if a screensaver or whatever, but on the screen is figuring it out. That is actually Andy Weir actually calculated all of these flight plans. Holy crap. That his his he literally the reason things happen on the date they did okay. is the reason I forget what year this is set in, but the reason it's set in the year it is is because that's when all of this stuff aligned to get it there. Nice. Like he literally figured out the orbital mechanics for everything. <laughs> and that is how reason why certain things happen at certain times. Wow. And the other is when he, when um, uh, Donald Glover does that little demonstration. Yes. Uh, when we set the, yes. That was so perfect because they explain that over this set of time in the book. And he just describes it in 30 seconds when they're so succinctly, it's perfect. Yeah. No, and he, he really just gets it together. It's it's so fun to watch as someone who is not a math person, is not a science person. Mm-hmm. It's easy to figure out what they're saying. I'm so glad they did it because it's yes. simple, but it's not patronizing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I really like that part. Now, the other thing I'm going to touch on, because we're here, there's there's a... Look, I cried more than oh, once during this movie. I cried too, and it takes a lot for me to cry. But at the same time, I watched. I can watch a shuttle launch, and I will break down in tears. <laughs> but there's, you know, there's a couple times where they, they, uh, I don't know. This guy's a genius. Andy Weir's a genius. He pulls at all the right heartstrings, but he keeps mm-hmm. us engaged with all the right things. He's got a. It's a very dynamic movie. It's very dynamic. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. He covers all angles. Um, now, on a lighter note, when we were talking about the flight pass, I was watching an old Twilight Zone episode yesterday. Yeah. Which I had to look up the title for. It's called The Lonely. Okay. Now, it's not about flight paths or anything in particular. But in this episode, there's a prisoner that's living on an asteroid. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they do this bit where we're like, well, we can only come and see you, um, you know, every four months. And we've only got a 15-minute yeah. window. And I, I wonder if Andy Weir saw this and was inspired <laughs> by it. Who knows? To put something together. Because it's part of part of um, the episode is just this timing, this window of time that the guys have to yeah. come and do drop-offs of rations. And then leave again yep anyway if you haven't seen that episode watch it let me know if you think of the same thing so the other thing that happened it's called the the lonely it's season one of the twilight zone <laughs> so the other thing that happened in the meeting where he does the explains the rich pronoun maneuver yes so i think people in the theater thought that i was having like an epilepsy fit or like <laughs> i was having some problems because i saw you look over to me yeah because i start doubling over in tears, trying not to laugh so hard. I think I peed a little. It was the funniest <laughs> thing. Because, again, I knew this was called Project Elrond. Oh. I knew it was called Project Elrond. I remember who was in this scene. I did not, when this movie started, put two two together that Mitch Henderson, the Hermes flight director, in this scene is being played by Sean Bean. So here is <laughs> Sean Bean... <laughs> A.K.A. Boromir sitting in the background while they explain why this secret <laughs> meeting to you know is called One Project does not Elrond. Simply go to Mars. <laughs> and I, they're explaining this, and I, I don't know if he winked at the camera. I don't know if they put a little shine in his eye. I, I feel like they should have done something. I was laughing so hard. Yeah, no, I definitely didn't pick it up until you guys told me about it. Oh, after. I was in tears. <laughs> like I, I was, I was having a hard time breathing because I was trying not to laugh because this is not a scene that you should be laughing at. But I, I couldn't help it. I, I don't know why. It I just think they did that me. on purpose. Just something, a little something to break the tension. Well, but it's I called Project it. Elrond in the book. Yeah. And he, the characters in the scene, they had to do it this way. And I couldn't. 
Oh, I lost it. The, I, yeah, I can't. I can't even decide where to go next with this. I mean, the whole botany part of it oh. is interesting too. I would never have thought that growing potatoes could be so interesting to watch. I love the. F- it, it happens more in the book. They hinted to it in the movie. Um, I'm. It's not, I'm like spoiling the book, but you know everything that happens in the book. Um, and then, uh, but I love where he he gets a lot more rude, colorful okay. language, shall nice. I say, yeah. to the botanists on Earth who are trying to tell him how to oh, grow yeah. potatoes. <laughs> That's right. He was like, um... I'm basically growing potatoes Why should I listen to you? Yeah. I'm the best botanist on Mars. <laughs> I've colonized this yeah, place. Bite me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm planting my flag. The end. Which makes... Which, which also lets me touch on... I love... Let's just say that Mark Watney has colorful language. This is true. As anyone would have if they are the only person on Mars who's going to be there forever uh, and listen, may not when, survive. Listen, when you're d- dealing with the kind of stress that he's dealing with, a little language yeah. is okay. But <laughs> it's interesting because they wanted to keep the movie PG-13, so I like the creative ways that they got around. That's true, yeah. A lot, you know, and still had clear F-bombs in there, but they all of a sudden go from outside the rover <laughs> and they just, it's silent. They just insinuate them. <laughs> well, you clearly yeah. can read the lips. <laughs> I also loved how they used in-world cameras. Oh. They used like the GoPro footage. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was, I see what you're going Normally, with. I hate found footage type stuff because it reminds me just of bad horror films. Right. But this was used in a really, really effective way. Well, and that's the thing is there's, there's ways to use every one of these, you know, these things that we pick up in movie making to use them smartly. And correct me if I'm wrong, but when they have, when you're looking through the footage view, it's not 3D. It wasn't it flat, and the only 3D part was they popped up like the heads-up display on oh, top of it. Oh, I think you're it. right. I mean, the, all the, the the 3D to me was so subtle all the way through yeah. that it's hard to find it. Um, but I think you're right. Yeah, I, I mean, and I and I love that part. Of, I forgot that we were watching it in 3D halfway yeah. through the movie, uh, which I, again I think is good. If you don't feel it, that means they've done it right. Yeah, and that's what this movie felt the whole way through. You because you didn't feel the things they were throwing. Because at you. then when you all of a sudden get a Martian vista and you're like you you like sit back in your seat a bit more, like you're a little bit blown away by it, right? Because you forgot about it and all of a sudden this is it never felt your gratuitous. Brain. It never no. felt like they were just shoving it in your face. They didn't have the radar dish fly to the camera, right? It was um, very cool stuff. I mean, I, again, where do you even go? Jeff Daniels can basically be in everything from here until the end of time. Yeah, no, who would have thought that the guy from Dumb and Dumber would go on to do the newsroom and then something like this? And I, I like it because that's how what I knew him as. I knew him as the guy from Dumb and Dumber. Maybe that's my age oh, thinking. I love, <laughs> I, I love Jeff Daniels. I love everything he does. Newsroom is still... <laughs> Listen, a lot of people said... have. There's harsh words you can say about Newsroom. That character is still my favorite, like, fictional broadcaster, Yeah, period. nothing beats that very first episode, that very oh. first scene. Um, but, I mean, Jeff Daniels, um, um, Martinez was good. Michael, Michael Pena. Pena. Yeah, Michael Pena was fantastic. Another underrated actor, yeah. His, what else has he been in? Because I don't remember if he's, I've seen him in anything. He's been in a bunch of random things. I think he did a cop movie with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it was called, uh, but I will find it for you shortly. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Uh, he crashed, World Trade Center, Shooter. End of Watch Tower is the Heist? movie I'm thinking of. Oh, I is... saw Tower Heist. I didn't even put that together. American I don't think Fury? I saw that. Yeah. I haven't seen Ant-Man yet. Um, um, he plays Cesar Chavez um, oh. in the Cesar Chavez movie, which was another good one. I want to. I did want to see that. I didn't get around to it. 
Um, but yeah, no, it's a good movie. It's it's got a little bit of some American history for you if you want to check it out. Um, but yeah, all in all, this was it was a pretty great movie. It was nice to see Kate Mara not you know doing Sato you know masochist revenge on her <laughs> raper that's that was nice <laughs> she was good too another character who was I, I don't know what other word to use i keep using the word quiet but that's how i feel they you know nobody was overdone no. they, they just felt like real people to me i just felt really engrossed in the story yeah. really i felt like part of it i always mispronounce his name but um chitwa ejafor uh, that's pretty was, close yeah was so good yes Please let... We're unrelated to this. Can he play the next Bond? Oh, that's interesting. He would be such a good Bond. I like that idea. That um, could be good. Benedict Wong? Oh, yeah. He was so good. I so believed him as the head of GPL. By the way, I love when China decides to help us. It's China, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that was great. You know, um, but yeah, he was a good director of the well, GPL. It's it's also just the thought of if this actually happened, there would be... Some sort of... Some backroom deals... Oh, absolutely. To, ...to do this because China got things out of it. They got to send someone on the next mission. Plus, right. they get the fact of they went and helped this, right. this giant thing. Right. But I, there's a, there was... I think it was... Um, but Jeff I did. Daniels. I liked Benedict Wong's portrayal of... God, I gotta I know. do this now. It's like <laughs> it it's the so J- he wasn't like I work for the JPL. He was just like, oh god, another difficult day at work, which yeah. is exactly what we all feel, no matter what our job. Exactly, is. and I think it was Jeff Daniels who said something about the lines of, or maybe it was the 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 um, the Chinese uh, space director, but someone had the line about this: this can't go through governments. Right. This has to go through the space agencies. Absolutely. Which, honestly, that's the only way anything like this would get done. That's absolutely true. Um, it was just... The entire cast was fantastic. Um, it, it was beautifully done. It was uh, beautifully uh, acted. Um, I knew exactly... The story is something... I knew exactly what would happen at the end of this yeah. film. And uh, my eyes were so heavy and misty with water yeah. at the ends. <laughs> Your I was like sweating. I was gripping the armrests. I know exactly what it's like. It's like Apollo thirteen. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I was bawling. But when we when he gets in that ship, that last part, and he's just sitting there and he's and he's torn everything the off. Entire pl- thing. Off, oh. And he's like, "This is it. It's do or die." That's that did it for me. Oh, it's just. I mean, to have... Also, can we just talk about the very subtle graphics when it comes to how wasted away and malnourished yeah. Mark he, he is at the end? Absolutely. And that moment where he looks in the mirror and he that must gives have been, himself... Matt Damon must have done some weight loss for that, too. Well, I think it was also... A at least the one, that one scene, I can imagine, was a body double or oh, a CG. Possibly, yeah. But he also lost a lot just in his face. But I love that one scene where he looks in the mirror... And then he just gives himself a haircut and yeah, shaves. I love that he does that. He's still got to put himself together. It's just... <sighs> it's a great movie. One question. Yeah. So he complains about the shitty disco music and the shitty 70s stuff. <laughs> did he not bring any music? Maybe not. Or Maybe any... he didn't think to. Did he, he not bring it books? Seems like they each brought something else. Um... It seems like he had no media. No, no, he didn't. But I don't know that anyone else did or else he would have had it there with him. I guess. But, because, I mean, Mar- they each had something. Martinez had that cross, thankfully. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I can, like, when, I remember when that came on, and I can see everyone's reactions in my brain when he starts cutting up the cross. Yeah, ooh, and it all was this, a little hard to watch. But and yeah. then, and then you sort of realize why he's cutting yeah, up the cross, and everyone's like, I need oh, to live. I yeah. guess that's understandable. Yeah, this is why. <laughs> Where he, I, he goes, 
I'm sure I'm sure you'll understand this. I apologize for this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, it's it's a great it's a great film. It's refreshing. It's a story that I feel like we haven't heard before. Um, it's just something new and different. It makes new wrinkles in the brain. It gets me yeah. excited about space and and stuff that a lot of people are already excited about. And the um, actual like an actual Mars mission, which is going right. to happen. We will be going to Mars, guys. Yeah. Oh, and also, do we think that NASA held on to that information until the release of the movie? That's very interesting. So, if you don't know, we're talking about the the press release or the the news conference that happened like about a week before the uh, movie. Movie came out that there is a flowing water on Mars. Right, and they, they I, I'm convinced that they held it until right before the movie came out. <laughs> well, I mean, they've been studying it for many years, and it's, I mean, NASA did so much promotion. NASA helped with this movie so much. And this was, I think, in the same ways that Apollo 13 was, was a giant NASA boost. I think right. this was as well. And you know what? I am all for it. That's because true. Any way we can get that program. This is my soapbox of give a hell of a lot more money to NASA guys yeah. just funnel the money into NASA because uh, we this need is that our future. and that's our future and we're kind of fucking up the planet so we may need somewhere else to go soon agreed um, but this yeah well that's what's next in our evolution right if we believe in that yeah yeah going out with you know terraforming Mars there's some really good books about terraforming Mars uh, and you know there's running water there so dig it that's gonna be a huge for the future Mars mission the fact that there is uh, water there but yeah everything about this uh, Ridley Scott could have directed this better um, it was there's there's parts of it that are in the book that didn't make into the movie which you will find entertaining but I like that because sometimes things have to come out cool fact if you didn't know this about how the book was published okay I don't know if you know any of this. This is, I think, my most favorite part about this book. Okay. So Andy Weir, um, his dad was a particle physicist. He is a computer scientist. Well, yeah, he's I a didn't smart ass dude. Yeah. Um, and he began. He he sort of always tinkered with writing, and okay. he had a blog, and he would write things, and and they'd be sort of like serial things, like back in the day, oh. pulp novel serial style. So he began writing this. Like in 2009, and he did all this research. This thing is so, there's obvious a couple plot flaws. You know, I won't tell you that the uh, st- storm that happens in the first couple minutes of the movie can happen on Mars. Mm. <laughs> That's a plot device, guys. Um, but so much is realistic. He did so much studying. He did all of this himself. I, I mean, wow. he did not like contact That's NASA. That's for you. In order to get these orbital mechanics right, he figured that mm-hmm. out on his own because he wanted to learn it. Right. Um, and he started um, he started writing it in pieces. Okay. He um, he he. No one, all these literary agents, sort of turned on the book. Okay. So he just started writing it bit by bit on online so people could just oh. go on this blog and they were reading this book i love writers and so he crafty at, at some <laughs> point he like well he this changed we went back and altered this point so like the book was always evolving oh that's 
because if he wrote something and something over here had to tweak in order for that to work, he'd go and tweak that. Right, right. It was a work in progress. And so he eventually finished the book. Right. And so someone requested if he combined it all together for yeah. so they could put it on their e their like Kindle or something or their e, e device. It. So he's like, Hey guys, there's now an an, an e doc of this book. That's so cool. Someone's like, Hey, could you um could you make a uh, Kindle version of it so we can put it on our Kindle? Like could you put it in the Kindle store like on Amazon? Gotcha. Because I don't wanna have to go through the effort of manually putting on there. Right. It's like Okay, I guess I will. Yeah. And he couldn't do it for free. The lowest he could do it was 99 cents, and the lowest he could give himself was like 30 cents. So we put it on there, and then all of a sudden, it was in the top 10 of Amazon. It just sold. It did, like, all of this. That is so cool. And he just had no, like, he didn't know. He was seeing the numbers come in, and he's like, oh, I guess that's a lot. Yeah. Um, it, It sold more than... Three thirty-five thousand copies in three months. That's pretty good. More than had been downloaded when it was free. That's so cool. And so eventually, it got the attention of publishers, and he signed. Support new artists and new artists if you're out there. Yeah. Don't stop trying because stories like this exist. Uh, he, um, there's uh, a and I would love to see them all. There's a fantastic interview with Jamie from MythBusters on his podcast, um, Untitled. Um, which is where I heard that story. Okay. And I believe on that podcast, um, he said that he signed his book deal and the movie deal in the same week. Wow. That's so cool. That's a hell of a week. Yeah. that's This movie's great. I'm sure the book's going to be amazing. I can't wait. I mean, the movie can't exist without the book. The mm-hmm. story's unlike anything I've ever seen before. It's so uh, good. I just love new, fresh, uh, different uh, entertainment yeah. stuff like this um, and and I love the way he kind of put it together this grassroots idea um, to me I hope this is inspiration yes. you know what I mean if you have something cool to stick with it don't give up on it because and, for selfish reasons I would really like to see it and guys <laughs> uh, in in like two short weeks November starts and if you don't know the thing about NaNoWriMo it's National Novel Writing Month oh yeah um, I am not a writer um, but I've had sort of a story taking around in my brain, and I'm just going to go ahead and fuck it. I'm going to write every day. Yeah. Uh, it might be complete nerd of shit, but I'm going to go ahead and write because it's a cool thing to do, and just put your shit out there. I dig it. Yeah. Because I want to read it, and I'm a selfish person. <laughs> uh, and so... This has been a tangent cast. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it for today. Uh, thanks for listening. There if will you there, this one. There will no doubt be another one in December. There will even. probably one about a little movie. There's a small movie coming out in November, I believe. Well, December nineteenth. It's, like it's like a a, a sequel. I think. Yeah, it's a sequel to this movie called Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Some of us Trek may Wars? or may not have heard of this thing. Some of us may or may not have dressed in our own twins. personal Jedi costume. Last night for a Halloween party. I dig it. But yeah, we'll probably have another tangent cast coming up. Um, As far as our regular episodes, keep uh, keep staying tuned for next week's episode. We're gonna talk about Thor's hammer next week. We'll be back. Yep. Uh, We'll see you guys then. Um, As always, you can find us on at Terra Podcast on Twitter. 
And uh, we're There's No Place Like Tara on Facebook. And also There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com is where you can email us. Hey, let us know if you if you want us to cover something else in the Tangent Cast because if you like these uh, and you have something cool that you want us to look at, let us know and maybe maybe we'll just some record shit and release it extra. I like it. Yeah, we can do some Tangent Cast here and there. Yeah. All right, everybody. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.